0: Julie.
1: Hey Julie.
0: Old old man 2020 Julie is giving way (laughs) to young baby Julie 2021. (laughs) And we're here for it. I'm
1: so excited. Yeah, this is, I mean, we are truly, we're getting in right under the wire because it's December 31st, 2020.
0: Yeah, like when I'm done with this podcast, and like say there's like 37 minutes and five seconds into it, I say. Uh, Paul sucks. And then I can be like, hey, hey, Julie listeners, if you start playing the episode at 11.25 <laughs> whatever, you can hear Brett say, Paul sucks at 20, at 2021 20, rings in. Like we could do that. I'm not going to do any of the math on that.
1: No. But that's it, a bit too, yeah.
0: It's theoretically that's a possible. a pro
1: podcast. But speaking of pro podcasts, I just want to give a shout out to Brett. Anyone who's listening might be like, wow, Danielle sounds amazing. This episode, she usually, she sounds like she's underwater or in like an airport. (laughs) And for some reason today, she sounds clear as a bell. Honestly, I'm a little self-conscious of how good I sound right now. But it's because Brett got me an amazing Christmas present.
0: I certainly did. I was... I was mainly just like you record on your on your like voice memos on your phone and you send it to me. <laughs> yes. And I was just sick of fucking dealing with it. I was I was sick of well, dropping it into Pro Tools and it looking like a garbage can. That I'm this is not even out of my like niceness to you as a good friend of mine. I just was like, I'm sick of this sounding like garbage. Merry Christmas.
1: Well, <laughs> Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. I'm so excited. It was what a treat. And I'm just happy to give the Hey Julie listeners like some higher quality audio. The only thing is, is I think with now with both of us sounding good, yeah. are we in danger of going from, you know, the to the um, undercover we're, uh, underdog?
0: We're no longer casual.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, seriously, I was going to say, are we at risk of losing our casual Big Brother podcasting status if I sound this good? It's a risk I'm
0: willing to take.
1: Okay. Okay, good. It's a
0: risk I'm willing to take. So uh, I am too. I'm glad that, you know, we've only been doing this, what, four years?
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. Going on five, I guess, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, I guess so. So, you know, it's just about time. and, And I feel... I feel personally, em- I'm sorry.
1: I've graduated. Yeah, and, I, and I felt like.
0: per- personally embarrassed as an audio professional. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I was just- Brad just for his job. <laughs>
0: I bought you a microphone out of spite.
1: <sighs> Thank you. Uh, I'll take it. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. Spite, as we learned this year, very powerful. So you said <gasps> um, you were like
0: really excited for 2021. I am. We all know. Fuck you, 2020. Oh my god, mm. David Bowie mm-hmm. died in 2016. I'm like, oh my god, 2016. <laughs> oh. Remember that was the thing in 2016. It was like is the worst because David Bowie died. Right. Like, like I, I'm not making fun, like David Bowie's cool. I wish he was alive forever. Yeah. But course. like there was this whole like fuck you 2016 thing. And then there's like definitely a fuck you 2020 thing for good reason. Mm. Uh does is, I'm a little bit skeptical that 2021's gonna be like the the uh the rave scene in The Matrix too
1: <laughs> in industry. <laughs> um, Don't you slander yeah. industry? <laughs> I I'm definitely not. I, I totally agree with you. Everyone every year says like this year was the worst. This year sucked. We lost all these great people. All these bad things happened. I mean, 2020 did take it to an exceptional level, yes. but. I, I'm i just excited because it is the end of the year. I always get excited for New Year's because I love making resolutions. I love a clean slate, a fresh start, that crisp new page in your notebook, ready to be filled. Do you, do you so, stick to
0: a resolution, Danielle?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What I, have previous I, examples I'm been? Resolution. Pardon? What have previous
0: examples been?
1: Here's my favorite one is... I believe it was like 5 or 6 years ago I made the resolution to actually floss my teeth because I oh, wow. up until that point never did. Who does? And <laughs> no, now I do. I took it so seriously. I from that from that night on, December 31st, you know, 2014 whenever, I took out that little piece of tape and I started flossing away and now I do it every single night and I have since then and has it helped? In some ways, yes. In other ways, I still have had two root canals. Oh so god! I think I think floss. When when dentists tell you all your problems are because you don't floss, they're liars. They're liars. Um, yeah, but that's just one example. You know, I've made it, I've made resolutions to travel more domestically, and I did that. What country? I, uh, America. Uh. When I was living in America.
0: <laughs> are you going to travel more domestically? In Canada? I don't
1: think I can. I don't think I can. Wait, do you want some, like, light um, Canadian... Drama? Scandal? Yes! (laughs) Okay. So, here's the big scandal right now. We're in lockdown in Ontario. That's the province I live in, right? So, like, you're not allowed to... You're not supposed to go anywhere. Only essential things like grocery stores are open. Even then, it's like, you're supposed to just do pickup. But so, we're not supposed to travel at all. You're not supposed to hang out with anyone outside of your family unit. So... All of the politicians are like, don't you dare. Like, you're all fucking up. Like, stop stop doing all these, stop breaking all the rules, essentially. And then it came out that the Minister of Finance traveled to St. Bart's for Christmas, and the Premier which is like our governor, um, the premier was like, how dare he? I can't believe he did this. But then it turns out he knew beforehand that the guy was going to go to St. Bart's. So he he was caught in a lie as well.
0: Canadian politicians, they're just like us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, so and here's the thing. Here's where it maybe isn't like American politicians is. This guy faced such scrutiny and such a backlash that he came home from his St. Bart's trip early and resigned immediately. Oh
0: God. Immediately. Oh, that's not like America. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, Americans like, like I'm oh sorry. yeah, not only did I go to St. Bart's, I had a great time when I was there and it's incumbent on every American to respect my great time that I had.
1: the <laughs> <You're My like, laughs> freedom to go to St. Bart's. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I couldn't believe that it was very swift. It was such a swift scandal. <laughs> but now the premier is also going to be in hot water because everyone's like, we know you lied. You knew that this guy went to St. Bart's and you pretended like you didn't. So now it's like, will he resign? Probably not. No, we're wow. just
0: dealing with the fallout of the, the Gavin Newsom out here in Cal. Did you get that one,
1: Gavin? Oh, boy. Going
0: to the French Laundry, the most exclusive restaurant in Yeah, America.
1: I mean... Don't put these politicians on a pedestal is all I can say. Don't put anyone on a pedestal. I mean, They're just like you, but worse.
0: My personal feeling on politicians is that whenever someone's like, I should be a politician, we should immediately throw them in jail.
1: Oh, yes. I think if anyone's ever like, I want to be president, I would be like, oh, my God, they're a sociopath. Yeah, like... Like, there's something really wrong with you.
0: The president of america should be the person who least wants to do that job yeah exactly except for i I do feel as if we kind of have that as a president right now and it's not necessarily working out very well but i think he either doesn't want to he really wants to have the job but doesn't want to do the job we want someone Mm. who doesn't really want to have the job but would do the job well a reluctant hero.
1: Yeah, exactly. It should be so reluctant. It should. And I know, like, it's all about democracy and voting, but there should be a different way of electing this person. I mean, when you think about the things these candidates do... Their schedules and the way they talk to all these people and pretend like everything's gonna be okay to them—that's sociopathic. Yeah, when you're a- they look people in their eyes and are like, "I'm gonna only I can take care of you." Oh my god, and that's crazy. I look
0: one person in the eyes for the day and I'm like, "Well, I'm tired."
1: Too much. I'm yeah, tired. Too much.
0: <laughs> I hope they don't think I have a crush um, on them.
1: Or I hope no, they do. This. I mean that brings a great question up. I know. Listen, we'll get to pop culture stuff. Don't worry. But first, we're you know it's December thirty first. We have to discuss. So twenty twenty one is coming up. The vaccine has been found. It's getting given out now. Not um, really.
0: We waited for we, nine well, months to get a slow. vaccine, and it's out, and America's like,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: we'll just keep it in the fridge. It's for slow a bit. here
1: too. It's slow here too. Yeah, but that's good to know. It's going.
0: That guy in Saint Bart's took it all to Saint Bart's on his back.
1: Yeah, probably. (laughs) Uh, But so let's just look on the be optimistic and say people get are getting the vaccine. They're feeling groovy. They're going out. They're leaving their houses. Groovy
0: baby. What do you
1: think? You think it's? (laughs) Do you think it's going to be like roaring twenties? You think
0: it's going to be the fucking rave scene from Matrix Two? Yeah. I hope
1: I'm in the rave. <laughs> I hope you are too. I know. Or Do you think people are going to be so scarred and traumatized no. by like? No. No. Okay. No.
0: I'm, things are going to be different, but for the most part, things will get back to normal because we're late, we're lazy people like, <laughs> and we're like carnal people. We're you, like, people want to get sweaty. People want to dance. People want to mm. like, we'll talk about Wonder Woman 84, like I, I'm, I'm going to be we'll never know, but it will be very interesting to know how and Tenet, too, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, how these movies would have done if the way people consumed them for the first three months of their release were, were in a dark theater with no distractions without Twitter, you know, and would people have like understood Tenet more because like they weren't like on their phone and stuff would people have not dunked on Wonder Woman 84 as much cuz it's like you don't have Twitter open and you're just like what the fuck is going on in this dumbass you can movie tweet
1: through it. <laughs> Yeah
0: like it turned into Wonder Woman 84 last weekend turned into this like three day long live tweeting of the Emmys you know sort of <laughs> car crash thing where everyone's like this is dumb and everyone was mm-hmm. like yeah it is <laughs> and People I, are going to go I, back into the th- people are going to go back into the theaters. Maybe not a lot, and I think the economics are just different. Uh, you know, with Warner yeah. Brothers releasing all these movies and stuff, if you got a fan, if you got, a, if you got a partner and three kids, and Trolls universe tours, tour. galaxy <laughs> tours coming out, and it's <sighs> free, or you pay fifteen bucks a month for it on you know HBO Max or whatever, or You got to buy five tickets and pay for parking and you got to buy popcorn for all those tiny little faces. Perhaps like that's expensive. And it's going to be easier for some people to see and, and more convenient for some people. My parents have not gone to a movie, physically gone to a movie in five plus years and At least. And the virus, to my calculations, only started last year. Like, they just don't go to the fucking (laughs) movies. They watch everything. They have a huge TV. They watch it all on home and stuff. And that's going to be good for them. But people like you and me, young people going to see comedies, going to see horror movies and stuff, people are going to be back there very soon.
1: I had had a really um, bad day. Not bad day, but just, like, I had the first time this week where I was like, I'm so bored. Yeah, I just really want to go see a movie. Like I want to be in the Alamo in downtown Brooklyn ordering a margarita and some food and watching some movie in the dark in a comfy chair in a theater. Like I it hit me all on that day where I was like, I can't believe I haven't seen a movie since March. I
0: feel you. (laughs) I I just don't really know what I'm what I'm watching right now. Like I just don't yeah. I'm not in the middle of a show right now, you know, so I'm kind of just in that like between period before you find the next thing. It's like, all right, I'm watching all of this for the next two months. Yeah. You know, if it's a show like also, the Sopranos, which I binge watched all of this year, you know. So good. So I'm not, uh, yeah, I feel like with, with being bored, that's the thing with the holidays too. It's like there are these big tentpole releases, there's your Wonder Woman's and your whatever's, but. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I'm like missing out on some TV right now. Yeah. Definitely missing out also, on Also, I just have to
1: say something. Earlier when you were talking, you said Wonder Woman and Tenet 2. And for a brief moment, I was like, what if there was a sequel to Tenet called Tenet T-O-O? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be like, all I'm saying is Christopher Nolan, call me. I didn't see the first one, but I'm, I'm ready to take this one on.
0: I think maybe that the Tenet franchise needs some fresh eyes and fresh ears (laughs) and he'll be like a
1: new voice well so
0: you know with the the temporal pincer the way it operates is when the the characters are going backwards in time you forward through time and you'll be like listen who cares what if they go to a restaurant
1: (laughs) (laughs) is that how they talk in that movie no
0: that's how christopher nolan a british person talks in my head
1: He sounds like Kermit. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: anyone who's like, anyone who like thinks they're better than they, and I like Christopher Nolan a lot. Like I'm a a Nolan defender, but anytime someone in that sort of position of authority talks, it sounds like that.
1: I had two people this week who I was, two friends that I was chatting with, you know, we talk about pop culture. They were like, they both were like, Danielle, tell me you saw Tenet. And I was like, die, didn't they're like, you have to see it of all people because we want to hear like, how much you hate it. I was like, I refuse.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the case with Tenet is like you watch it and you want other people to watch it so you can talk about it with them. But the pitch is like. There's no way you're going to like this. And that's a tough pitch Right. Because you're tough. about to sit down and then you load it up and it says 2 hours 32 minutes and you're like, <laughs> do just... I really want to do something that I'm not gonna, that I don't I'm not going to like.
1: You know, so then you
0: you just watch some watch some I friends just start cleaning instead. Watch cleaning my some, kitchen. Yeah, I'll yeah, I'll, exactly. do, I'll literally do I'll literally do hard labor.
1: <laughs> instead of this. Uh, uh, well, so speaking of long films, do you want to chat about Wonder Woman
0: 1984? Yes, I do. Okay. This movie I need was bad. Wh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I need you to lead it because I have not seen it.
0: Do you mind if I spoil it?
1: No, please. I feel like everyone knows what happens in this spoiler. movie
0: because it was like so just Thoroughly, every part of this movie was so thoroughly dunked on by the internet for the last right. six days.
1: Yeah, so spoil away. Do, this movie starts me.
0: with two consecutive action sequences for children, both of which are 10 minutes long. And we're like 20 fucking minutes into this movie. And so far, nothing has happened in it other than like. 10 year old Wonder Woman like did an obstacle course and <laughs> then adult Wonder Woman like saved the day. But there are in, in the second one, there's like, the first one is very much like the power of young kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then the second <laughs> one that. is, is like, she's saving the day from these like comic booky sort of, oh, it is a comic book movie, but like, Sinbad movie from the 1990s sort of like bank robbers and they're just like (laughs) "Oh, the cops are coming and oh my gosh and Wonder Woman stops them and she's in a mall and there's like lots of kids in the mall and every time she saves them saves like a kid or like punches a, a guy in the dick or whatever she like looks over and like winks at a kid and the kid like smiles back and like winks back and like
1: Ew! Why? Because she has to be maternal? Because she's a woman? I
0: don't know. I I don't know. There was a bit of that. A bit of like the power of young girls. We're gonna inspire young girls. And I don't want to sound too cynical about that. I, because like sure. there is an important thing about like the fact that every fucking movie for since movies started was about like a brooding young boy becomes like yeah we need more content for yeah. For, for, yeah. for girls right and we need to show them in yeah. more positions of power. That's all good. But it was like okay, we had this. We're, oh. Bless you. 20 <laughs> minutes into the... We're 21 minutes into the movie, and we've just had, like, 20 minutes of Wonder Woman, like, winking at various little girls, and nothing's happened. And it's kind of boring and childish. And at that point, I thought, all right, the first movie was a World War One movie. The most famous sequence takes place in no man's land where f- hundreds <laughs> of thousands of men died in the nineteen tens. Yeah. And it was like a seri- it was oh. like a dark fucking World War One movie that also happened to have Wonder Woman in it. And I watched this and I'm like, you know what? They're making a kid's movie here. And that's fine. I don't mind that this is a kid's that's movie. That's
1: what I was just gonna say. Is this
0: but Ooh, no, no don't don't worry. It's a kids' movie for twenty fucking minutes that you can never get back, and then the rest of the okay. movie is like nuclear war, people running into the streets and crying, and mass rioting, and all this, uh, the the upheaval of the night and political, uh, you know, corruption of the nineteen eighties. It was just like so. You had the first twenty minutes for kids. And then the other two in two hours, 10 minutes for like adults, but it doesn't really make any fucking sense. And it's like way too serious. Just pick one. If it just wanted to be a kid's movie, I wouldn't have been crazy about it, but I've been like, I probably would have been like, for what it is, it's probably fine. This movie is neither. And
1: DC doesn't want to do that. DC always has to be dark. That haven't Right? Yeah. Like they've made a choice. When Christopher Nolan, not to blame your favorite director, but when Christopher Nolan took over the Batman series, suddenly it went from fun and kooky and Michelle Pfeiffer in a sexy cat suit and Danny DeVito. We're, we're, gonna eating come back to,
0: we're gonna come a back bird. to that.
1: <laughs> and biting someone's nose, it turns into like fucking dark, cynical, everything is gray. In every single one of those movies, everything is gray. There
0: is a difference between the Christopher Nolan DC movies and the rest of the DC, like EU, like Christopher Nolan had an idea about uh, an idea that's been co-opted and poorly executed by everyone else, which is to make a Batman movie really grounded in reality. And that's fine. This is not a guy with magical powers. He's not a guy who's the son of a fucking alien. This is not a goddess. <laughs> this is not uh whatever yeah. the Flash is. This is not a guy with a magical alien ring. This yeah, is a guy who's rich fun. and hates criminals.
1: <laughs> that's why it was fun for it to be like a little kooky. Yeah, no, yeah, it is and it's the fun most For both grounded. those to
0: exist, but Christopher Nolan movies. Christopher Nolan made a movie where it's like, all right, this guy's rich. And his parents are dead and he fucking hates criminals. How? and he wants to become a Batman? How does he do it? There's a scene where they're like, oh, we well, have to buy this cowl, uh, you know, your whole Batman pointy ear cowl thing. We have to buy these from shell corporations from China, so like the, the cops can't track back. Like, all right, you're making this movie. What if a rich ass guy wanted to do this? Yeah, and that and grounded so, right. in reality. For the rest, the rest of the time, the rest of these and DC Katie movies Holmes. are just like, oh, there's magical aliens, there's a magical wishing stone, like it's like it's serious <laughs> and brooding and dark, but it's not realistic at the same time either. His the mm. Nolan Batman movies, at least for the most part, attempted to be very realistic, whereas these ones are like they're dark and they don't make any fucking sense and don't you know, abide by the the rules of physics.
1: And I must say, I loved The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. I thought it was great. Of course. I can recognize a good film and give it its due. But... <sighs> It's like the same execs saw those movies and didn't take any of what you just said from it, but no. they did take the fact that it was gray and they were like, all right, for all of our directors, here's your intro packet. Make sure it's gray. Make sure it's moody. No fun. Have And then go and direct. That's what they did.
0: Yeah. So that's why every movie sucks.
1: So here's a question about Wonder Woman 1984. Is there a reason it's in 1984? Because no. I have to admit, when I read that the sequel to Wonder Woman, and I saw the first one in theaters, and I thought it was like totally fine. I'm never gonna love a superhero yeah. movie because other than Batman starring Michael Keaton, but um, but because you're an adult
0: like, woman, exactly, and that's but fine.
1: 1984 immediately, I was like, well, that's not a good year. Like, why would they choose that year? I would so rather see it in the 90s. Why couldn't she have been in the 90s?
0: Danielle. Why couldn't
1: she have been in 2000? The the great year 2000, when Britney Spears was churning out hit after hit.
0: I love the fact then? that the end of the first Wonder Woman movie ends with, like, she's now in contemporary uh, society or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And she's emailing Batman. And she's like, I think I have this photograph you might like, Bruce at (laughs) (laughs) Batman.com. So I don't know, like maybe so like they wouldn't have to deal, I think from like a, like a studio, like cinematic universe building thing, like, so they could have another story with her. And then they, because they're like recasting all the fucking superheroes, because Ben Affleck smoking, smoking cigarettes in, <laughs> in West Hollywood.
1: Uh, well, he is, he is, you know what Ben Affleck's vaccine is? I think Henry Cavill's vaccine is over it. What? Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> oh my
0: God, the picture today. Oh my God, it's just that new logo. We it's my new avatar. Uh, like, I think they just wanted to do, because I think they're recasting like all these movies. Like, I think Henry Cavill is just over like doing this. Like yeah. Superman himself being like i don't like i don't know how to interact with humans and stuff i'm i'm an alien henry cavill is like <laughs> why am i keep why do i keep being in these bad movies um everyone hate like all the nerds hate me for whatever fucking reason these movies suck we have to do a million reshoots because nobody knows what they're doing just, like, let me do yeah. let me do Mission Impossible and just, like, hang out with Tom Cruise and, you know. Yeah,
1: let me go pretend to date K- Kaylee Cuoco, star oh. of Wonderful Show, The Flight Attendant, a little more. Oh, wow. Do you remember that set of publicity photos? No,
0: because as I we'll do. get to later, I don't know anything about, <laughs> about like, like paparazzi well, stuff. If, listen, stu- other if you than guys Affleck, haven't seen
1: the pics. <laughs> other than Ben Affleck getting
0: Dunkin' Donuts post it to him. And then sneaking a we cigarette this, while his grabbing this it. This
1: episode, we've got a lot of things that we're going to come back to because Ben Affleck's going to come up later for me as well. Oh! Um,
0: <laughs> oh, I think I know. Wow. But,
1: mm, but um, well, here's my last question, I guess, about Wonder Woman 1984 yeah. is, how's Chris Pine, the best Chris? How is he's he?
0: Fine. He's fine. I mean, he's like one of the... Str- I, I love Him and Chris Wade Pine. are the two strongest parts of it. To bring it back to Batman Returns, um, mm,
1: please do. I mean
0: people if you you know if you've been online like people have been doing this it is just like one of those like she's a nerdy she's a nerdy frumpy person with glasses on and bad hair and then she becomes a sexy seductress villain. <laughs> and
1: it's like it's just one of those
0: and it's like there's just yeah. a, it's just exactly one of those. Um she's good in it. I just I just like her. I just think she's she brings like, yeah, a really interesting. I just I, I don't know. Every time she talks I just think she's She's doing something interesting. She's mesmerizing. Pine is good, yeah. honestly. He's not. He's not in the movie that much. He's only like in the mm. just like the middle third of the movie, which is fine. Um,
1: yeah, I just think he's very underrated. Can
0: I tell you something to go back to your question about why does the movie take place in eighty four?
1: Yes, please.
0: Can, can you just guess off the top of your head how many nineteen eighties needle drops there were? The Cure, Michael Jackson, you know Duran Duran. How many needle drops there were in this movie?
1: I'm going to say the movie was two hour, two and a half hours long. Yeah. I'm going to say 13. That's too high. <laughs> oh, how many? Zero. What? No, 80s <laughs> They made a 1980s what? movie and they didn't have a fucking <laughs> 80s song in it. What? I thought that was going to be the whole point. The what? whole
0: point was in the middle of the movie, they do a they do a getting dressed montage with Chris Pine. And it's like, no. And he's like wearing like a red leather, like Eddie Murphy raw thing. It's like, no. And then he wears like a flock of seagulls thing. It's like, no. And then like, that was it. That's the only 80s thing that happens in this fucking movie is there's like a sequence of Chris Pine wearing like three or four, like over the top 80s outfits. And then at the end of the sequence- they don't even settle on one and he just goes back to wearing the same thing his character was wearing in the scene he was introduced.
1: I'm upset.
0: <laughs> yeah. America is upset. What about... But
1: yeah, this is not what we came here for. What about her? Does Wonder Woman wear any fun outfits?
0: No, she dresses like fucking Wonder Woman. Ugh. Ugh. And there are multiple Garbage. times in this movie where it's like she's wearing like khakis and a shirt and then all of a sudden she's like wearing Wonder Woman Like, and you're like, homegirl, did not she need to go to a telephone booth or something like that? And she's just there. Sorry if we spoiled this whole movie. This movie sucks.
1: Well, that's the thing. I was ready to plop down and watch Wonder Woman Talk 1984 before this podcast. I had enough time. I, and I was looking it up <laughs> on bored, my Canadian yeah. version of HBO. And I thought that I was going to have to pay $29.99 for it. Because I guess the Canadian version doesn't have the rights yet, or whatever reason. And I said to myself, "No, I may have paid twenty dollars for Freaky, but I will not pay twenty nine ninety nine for Wonder Woman 1984, But I'll walk me through it. And you know, I'm so glad that I didn't.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's a plop, as you say. It's your word, a plop. A plop. It's not a flop. It's a plop. <laughs> All right. right, Well, so I we move on to doing. something
1: yeah. absolutely fabulous. Please. So, there's this show called Gold Digger and I don't know how you Americans can watch it. <laughs> it it is on
0: Sundance TV or Acorn right. TV. Uh my YouTube TV app is telling me that I need to pay more money to get that channel. Ugh. And like not your uh your experience with Wonder Woman 84, <laughs> I am not going to do that.
1: You have to find it somewhere else. I'm surprised. Like, I don't I don't know what my Canadian service does and who they have these deals with. But this show is absolutely phenomenal. It's about a 60-year-old woman played by Julia Ormond who, you know, she's a little frumpty-dumpty. She's beautiful. Like we, we can tell when the camera finally looks at her, you're like, oh, she's gorgeous. But like she, they give her this frizzy hair and she wears like drapey clothes. So she's a little frumpty dumpty and she has three grown kids and they all take her for granted. But she is rich as fuck. She has that old English money, Ooh. you know, where she's got like, oh, she's got a huge estate in Devon. Have you ever heard of Devon?
0: I've heard of it. I couldn't point it out on uh, a map.
1: Well, I couldn't before this show, but then I looked. Now I looked it up, and I'm r- convinced I'm going to retire there. Is it like the, a sprawling estate?
0: Is it like the Beverly Hills of England?
1: It is, yes. Or it's like the um, not the like Hamptons. Some, yeah, the Nap. Exactly, because it's like in the countryside, yeah. but it has an absolutely adorable little town. Bee Hills was
0: a bad comparison. Um, I'm sorry.
1: Y- oh, and there's just like baguettes and little little storefronts out of cobblestone. Are there quail at, eggs.
0: Can you get quail eggs there?
1: Oh, there's probably a store just for quail eggs. Right. And it's like, you know, the quail eggs guy and your friend's first name basis with him, you know? Oh, yeah. But so she lives like a very boring existence because her, ki- her kids are grown up. They don't care about her anymore. She divorced her husband. He's with some new chick who she or he's with his. Her, Let me I'm guess. Spoil it, She's like, younger. She is lightly, she's, like, close to the same age, but she's her ex-best friend. Oh! (laughs) But so, so her life is, like, whatever. And then one day on her birthday, turning 60, just a reminder, this young, hot, tall, strapping man whispers into her ear at the museum, like... How you like this piece, miss? Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. He's just talking that's about probably how the art, Christopher right? Nolan,
0: that's what Christopher Nolan actually <laughs> sounds
1: like. <laughs> and from that moment on, we are off to the races. He just like full hog seduces her. Bow. As the way on, only he and Cliff Hogg could. But it's just it's uh, such a good show, Brett, because. You never are sure if he actually likes her or if he's just in it for the money. And it goes really fast. And every episode ends with a cliffhanger and the kids are grown. And just picture, Brett, just picture like if your mom was suddenly being pursued by a 30 year old gorgeous man who was, who has no money and he's very upfront, he has no money and he loves that she pays for things. Wouldn't you be like, mom, mom have your fun, but please don't do anything. Don't marry this guy. Just like have your fun. Oh keep yeah. It, keep it loose. Keep it chill. And then your mom went, no, I'm going to marry him. <laughs> Wouldn't you be like, holy shit. Like this guy's going to take her for a total ride. Oh
0: yeah, totally. No, I would, I would, well, be, that's what, yeah, I would like, yeah, I would freak out.
1: That's what they do. They all freak out, but she's like, he loves me. And they're like, no, and she's like, I need to get nobody laid. loves
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> nobody loves you, including us, your kids.
1: So it's just it's just wonderful. I I can't recommend it enough.
0: Well, hopefully, I you know it's it's tough with the the sort of commodification of these streaming shows. Everyone wants to be Netflix, and sorry Sundance TV, sorry <laughs> Robert Redford. Like you're not going to be Netflix. Like everyone no. wants to have. Their, I mean like uh peacock's doing this thing they re- they released peacock and now they're moving the office over there i think officially around mm. now and i don't know if peacock's going to be a thing and i don't know if the office is going to be enough of a you know a a thing to get people to subscribe to peacock cuz there's nothing else well, battlestar galactica is there but you know yeah obviously between those a two lot of, things um, comfort television
1: old real housewife seasons are there. yeah i don't um, know no, I, yeah I agree. so
0: like Sundance sell it to Hulu sell it to Netflix I'll watch that
1: this uh it is such a Hulu show oh or I even would give it the honor of being an HBO Max show oh yeah <laughs> it is it is such high quality and it's like so British and understated but the twists every episode I went what and, like, <laughs> and I love I love being surprised when I see when I'm watching something I love it every episode and listen this is a I guess this is a really big spoiler but like <laughs> Even now <laughs> the season's over. I'm still like, wait, so does he actually like her or is he a gold digger? I don't know. We're going to have to see in season 2.
0: Is there going to be one?
1: Hopefully, right. it ended in a way where I'm like, this this story's not over. Okay. There's more to this tale. Okay. So, but not in an unsatisfying way. A lot still happened. So look, that's just Danny's pick for the week. I, if you guys can find a way to watch it for free, because I, I don't think it's worth like 10 If you're extra, an but... oil
0: baron, you can watch it and you're made of money. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. It's on so,
0: Sundance or something like that, American audience. Gold Digger. If you're Canadian, if you're Canadian, where can you watch it?
1: If you're Canadian, it's on Crave.
0: Crave.
1: <laughs> That's my service. It's so good. Um, all right. Now we'd like to talk about some top. Top things from 2020. Do you want to start with top TV shows? Are you going to
0: tell me about Alec Baldwin's wife?
1: Well, we <laughs> yes. <that? laughs> uh, we can talk about uh, yes. Let me break it down very quickly, um if I can. Okay. Alec Baldwin is married to a woman named Hilaria Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> so, she I guess her original name is Hillary Thomas. And she has been pretending, allegedly pretending to be Spanish from Spain, and like had a very light accent most of the time. And even Alec Baldwin like thought she was Spanish. And as it turns out, she's from Massachusetts. What the fuck? And her and she spent time in Spain, but like her parents are not Spanish. Everyone like, studied
0: abroad in Spain. Everyone's yeah, taken exactly. a lover in Spain.
1: That's the thing. It's like she she's she spent some time there and then decided like this is who what I am. She like was and the so racial dole
0: of Spain.
1: That exactly. And I did not I'm gonna sp- speak very honestly. I didn't think this story had legs. You asked I, me if I wanted to talk like about it. And yeah.
0: I just said, I like I just saw this was trending and I was like, I'm not even clicking on I'm not even clicking on it right. on this. I just don't that, care.
1: Well, that How was sort of my team? reaction too, because I was just, I'd heard like little things about this throughout the years, but I just was like, I truly do not care. And I don't want to care about Hilaria Baldwin, because I, ba- I very barely care about Alec Baldwin. <laughs> so why would I care about his wife? It just, and the more fewer, like I saw the original tweet thread when it had like maybe 1,000 likes, and then it blew up to like, Everyone retweeting it and then a New York Times piece being written about it. And just like she makes she's making a statement on Instagram. And then Alec Baldwin is making a statement on Instagram. And then it just snowballed and snowballed where I was like, okay, I guess I have to read this. And I did. And I did it for you, Brett. And for all anyone else who didn't know about this. And I'm being totally honest. This is not this is not the drama I wanted for to end 2020. I think it's a very weak drama. But it's the drama we deserve. It's, I guess so. I guess. (laughs) It's just literally, she like kind of had an accent a little bit and she changed her name. Like,
0: so when she got married to an extremely popular movie star and television star, like 10 years ago, and she was like, oh, I'm a Spanish whatever. Like, why would they not like, 400 people from a Gloucester who were like, nah, she went to Southeast Central Hawaii with me.
1: <laughs> I guess, I don't know. that. I guess that's why people like really loved it because they were like, yes, we've been saying this for years. Oh, okay. and finally, people care. But I just don't, I really don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah, I mean, I don't it's like, it's like if I suddenly wanted to be French you know what? Let me have it. <laughs> like, if I wanted to start pretending to be French, I, haven't we been through enough? Can I, can I do that?
0: I'm sorry that I can brought I this up. You myself? were trying to transition to a different topic and
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mainly so just wanted the, to know
0: what, what this was. Cause I wasn't going to do any research into it myself. That's
1: literally it. Is that people, it really, but then it was like, have you heard of the Barbra Streisand effect? No. (laughs) Okay, so the Barbra Streisand effect is like this um, phenomenon where a a famous person or famous celebrity, instead of ignoring something and not giving it attention, and then it would probably go away, is they comment on it or they do something revolving this- And yeah, it just like fuels it even farther. It puts more of a spotlight on it, becomes even bigger than it ever would have been before. And it's it's named after Barbara Streisand cuz it's like something was it had to do with her property in California where like instead of letting something go, she sued she sued something Having to do with her property, and then everyone found out, and everyone was like, "Actually, Barbara Streisand, you're wrong." But so it's so weird because it feels
0: like it would be easier now to not Barbara Streisand affect something. Where it's like Barbara Barb is doing this in the '70s. There's not much <laughs> going on. There's two. There's two TV channels. Now there is a new villain of the day on the internet every day.
1: Every day you're the
0: villain on Monday. Someone finds out you're not from Barcelona. Fine, right? Just. Ignore it because tomorrow some pharmaceutical is gonna be back. Like someone else <laughs> is gonna be back and doing horrible shit. All you need to do yeah. is be quiet for 12 hours. Maybe someone will die. You know, maybe so yeah, maybe some CEO Truly. will, you know, do something horrible. Maybe some Karen will be I mean Karening.
1: That's the thing. It could be you. You never know. So it happens, it was Hilary's, Hilaria's hilarious time. Anyway, that's all there is I'm to sorry. it. Okay, do you want to talk about top TV shows now? Yes, let's go one for one. I have top three. So
0: we're gonna do three top TV shows, three movies from the year 2020. I... Or are you not gonna go 2020?
1: No, I did not go 2020. All right,
0: I'm gonna go 2020 for all of them, <laughs> and then I'm gonna tried... have a non 2020 section.
1: Okay, I tried, but I was looking at all the movies that came out this year, and no I was movies like, came out. Well,
0: two of these movies, yeah. you could argue are not movies. Okay. But I would say so right. top
1: TV shows. Start with go ahead.
0: You love it. Give me one. It's your favorite show. You yeah. you love hanging out with these characters. You love hanging out in this world. You crave to be in this world. It's industry.
1: No. <laughs> Lame. Thumbs down. I can't believe you liked it that I love, much. Top I of the year.
0: Love industry. I'm because
1: this was a good year for TV.
0: Yeah, and industry is probably Uh, It's one of my top three shows.
1: All right. Well, my number one show of the year was a show I think we discussed at some point. It's phenomenal. It's set in ye way olden times. It stars our favorite, Fanning L. It's the great.
0: Oh, I never watched it. I don't think we discussed
1: it. Oh, you have got to watch it.
0: That's a Hulu, right?
1: Oh, it's Hulu. It's so good. All right, if, I'll check it you, out. Everyone did says you see is, everyone the says favorite it's good. the movie? Yes. It's the same writer. Yorgos? No, not same director, same writer. Okay. <laughs> no Yorgos. So no like Fish Islands. <laughs> but same, same uh like it's just very funny. It's so funny. It's dark, it's witty, it's like great. I'll check just that so out because well I definitely
0: need something yeah. new to watch and uh I will watch it. All right. This one, my next one. It's a place you'd love to be. It's very dry. There's a lot of Southwestern mm-hmm. culture. There's lots of great um, you know, fast food restaurants in this town. It is the town of Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it is the late 90s or early 2000s because it's Better Call Saul.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say Breaking Bad. No, I not seen that like,
0: show. Better Call Saul yeah, came out but... this year. Better Call Saul is really, really, really good and at this point on par with the best of Breaking Bad. If you watched Breaking Bad but People. never gave Better Call Saul a start or admittedly the first couple seasons of Better Call Saul are a bit slow, there is a character <laughs> on that show That's who's like not really enjoyable to be around. Um, push past it because that show... And see I think this is season five, like around season late season three, season four, that show like shifts gear and it is on par with the best of breaking bad. And this season is
1: that. What do you think about Bob Odenkirk becoming a rich action hero? Action doing, he's hero. doing his
0: own Liam Neeson movie this year. Yeah. Um
1: I hate uh, to admit it turned me on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all I for it. I watched the trailer
1: I and I was like, "Yes."
0: I don't know if I'm going to watch this movie. Um, oh, I will. It's interesting that we these are just now called Liam Neeson movies. Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I don't really watch most. I don't really watch those Liam Neeson movies. I saw the first Taken and I didn't really think it was all that good, and I didn't watch. You the, weren't taken with it. I wouldn't have. I didn't watch the second through fifth Taken's like. I I yeah, I, I'm just not really into those movies. God bless him for existing. There's mm. this whole thing of like mid-50s action star. Uh go for it. God bless him. Maybe he's doing it's like a little bit funnier. Maybe he's more schlubby than than a Liam Neeson or a Denzel Washington in the equalizer. God bless him. Mm. I wish him all the success. Go for it.
1: Yeah. Um Okay, my second show, set in ye olden times, the 1960s, (laughs) starring a who's who of actors, including Kate Blanchett, Sarah Paulson, and Rose Byrne. It's on FX. It's none other than Mrs. America.
0: I did not watch this. It seems- Way too intense for. It seems like too it, depressing for me.
1: It is depressing because it's like, wow, we played ourselves. <laughs> like, wow, women really have not made any progress at all. No,
0: yeah, um, and I knew that was kind of the broad strokes of the show. And I was like, I don't know if I'm just like in the right space to watch this with all the politics going on in 2020. It just feels like, yes. ugh. but tell me about, it's just about so it because you obviously love it.
1: It's, well, it's the, I know you loved Mad Men.
0: I do. I rewatched most of Mad Men this year as well.
1: I believe Mrs. America is better than Mad Men.
0: Hell's wow. bells, Trudy.
1: <laughs> Not Ray Well, just, oh, and I only make the that's, comparison. That's because
0: Mad Men's probably one of my top three favorite shows ever.
1: I know, and it, I liked Mad Men as well, but I it's set during the same time period, and I was just like, I'm so much more interested in this perspective during this time yeah. period. So um, so for me, it was just a lot more enjoyable, um, and it's short. You know, it's just one season. They're probably not going to—I I don't think they're making no, another. No, Blanchett's got a stuff to do. Yeah, and she's amazing, the characters are amazing. There's just like some incredible slam dunk moments where you're like, I can't believe that happened. And it's sort of like The Crown where it's fun homework. You're like, wait, this happened? And then because you're watching it, you go look it up and now you're smarter. Um, Another
0: show that I don't really great. watch. I just, I guess I'm not yeah. a fan of the fun homework genre.
1: Yeah, I get that. Um, it, But... You know, it's American history, so maybe that's like more slightly more fun. I'm American; I don't need to know history. British, yeah. So it never repeats itself, and have... it never
0: affects me personally.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no point in learning about it. Um, it's just great. The outfits are great. The music's great. The performances are absolutely stunning. So, you know who I love? Ari is it Grainer or Gainer? Mm. One She's of. She's just so good. Grainer. She is so good in everything and she doesn't get enough work. I mean, maybe she is in a lot of stuff, but I just think she's a star. She's she plays a great role in this. Anyway,
0: honestly, um, I had to Google her right now. And honestly, I'm looking at her and I, I wouldn't be able to pick her out of a fucking lineup.
1: She's just a great, she's a great actress. Um, That's why you don't recognize. Wait, you rewatched The Sopranos? Here's who she is on The Sopranos. She's the roommate who goes insane.
0: Oh, I got She's so good. (laughs) That was, to be honest, a character I did not really enjoy spending time with.
1: No, but that's the point. She's (laughs) psycho. (laughs) Meadow hated her too. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay. So what's your third?
0: This one takes place. It's hard to tell seems very contemporary. It takes place in your former, where you used to live, Staten Island, New York. It has (laughs) five wacky roommates. It's what we do in the shadows.
1: Oh, yeah. People do love that show. I
0: think that show- Do you
1: love Toast of London?
0: I watched one episode of Toast of London and I- (laughs) it was it did not seem like it was for me which is weird cuz i do british. like british stuff i do like british humor i'm actually rewatching the british office right now mm-hmm. uh just as a bit of a nightlight and um i, I yeah i watched one episode of toast of to london i just cuz like what the fuck is this i didn't i, I but matthew Barry is incredible and probably he, he gets one episode there's one episode of this season of what we do in the shadows it's like been memed to death potentially i'm not sure i feel like i've seen a lot of it um that pretty much stars matthew like it's pretty much like a matthew berry bottle episode that is one of the funniest and best things i've seen all year uh it's i don't like watching comedies i don't think anything is funny anymore right uh for multiple yeah, reasons,
1: <laughs> but this show, <laughs> I think is just
0: like uh, unbelievably funny and uh, I love it. All
1: right, well, that's good. I'm glad you got a couple chuckles this year.
0: Yeah, I did. I got my, a chuckle in.
1: Well, here's the thing. Everyone says they love that show. And even my, my husband's watched that show and I just leave the room. I like, I'm, I'm never gonna watch that show. Why not? Even though I'm sure it's great. I don't know, I'm sure it's great. I just have no interest. And here's a show I know that you're never gonna watch. It's my third pick. You're never going to watch it, even though it's so good. This show moved me profoundly okay. this year. I I thought about things differently after I watched this show. Okay. Oh, okay. It's, <laughs> it's on Netflix. Ever since I saw this show, all I've wanted was to watch more of this show, but there aren't any other episodes and nothing else on TV or online is quite like it. It's a little show called... Dream Home Makeover. <laughs> and it's a show about these, these Mormons who redecorate other rich Mormons' houses.
0: Salt Lake and it's City. just these
1: McMansions. Yeah, I think it is Salt Lake City. Could you say that these are some City.
0: real housewives of Salt Lake City?
1: Listen, that came the for close legal to reasons, show.
0: could you say they're not the real housewives of Salt Lake City? They're
1: definitely... You know what? No, they are the realest housewives oh, okay. of Salt Lake City. But... It's all this, this woman and her husband have to go into these people's homes and they're like, we need nine bedrooms. We need a huge basement so that like our 50 immediate family members can come over with their kids. It is. And then there's, you look outside and it's just mountains and every house is white, just white with the tallest ceilings and arches and barn, barn stuff. And it's just so good i've
0: so i've I've never heard of the show i truly will never watch it but i've been (laughs) to salt lake city in fact salt lake city was the last place i traveled to before a little virus made it so i live in my apartment now uh so one of my best friends lives in salt lake City, and he he actually lives in this neighborhood that has these really they're really nice houses but they're all like very old. They're all like from the 20s and 30s and stuff. So it's a little bit more architecturally interesting than like McMansions Mm -hmm. and stuff. But we've definitely driven around because his neighborhood is kind of adjacent to some of these neighborhoods where like Carl Malone lives and like they're basically Utah jazz players and like rich ass Mormons who need 15 (laughs) bedroom houses just to get the kids, (laughs) just to make sure the immediate Nuclear family <laughs> all has a bed yes. and a private and ensuite bathroom and stuff. So yeah, like uh, it's a, it is a beautiful place when uh, when you can travel again. I would recommend anyone go to Salt Lake City. It, it's um it's a bit weird. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Mormons there. Also, a lot of not Mormons there. You know, I think Salt Lake, whatever county Salt Lake City is in, you know, voted for for Biden. It's much like any urban or city. Yeah. Like a city is fine. You go further out and it gets a little bit weirder, but beautiful place. The mountains there, the scenery, uh, you know, I didn't it's, realize it's great. that Salt Lake
1: City looked like that. And this year I watched two shows set in Salt Lake City and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe somewhere is that beautiful.
0: Yeah. I, you know, one of my best friends, I've been there many, many, many times. And every time I'm like, man, this place is fucking beautiful.
1: Can you believe it's in America?
0: <laughs> it's yeah. So it's beautiful. sucks that you can't. Buy a <laughs> bottle of wine on a Sunday, but you know. But otherwise, yeah, otherwise um, it's
1: great. Um, we need to move on to movies.
0: Okay. Well, how about you go first?
1: Okay, my one. Of, we're doing three again. One of one of my top three movies, and it's mine or not from 2020, except for this one, starring your girl, and I believe your friend. It's Invisible Man starring Lizzie Moss and your friend Harley oh, oh, Jackson the Cohen.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this was the last movie I saw in theaters, perhaps ever. Um, and I had a great time. I thought it was really well done and she was great.
0: Yeah, I don't watch it. It's just too scary for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> I loved the but, scary. Yeah, everything I've heard is that it was a pretty good movie, like in, you know, sort of taking the, the you know the story of the the structure of the Invisible Man and and applying it to like a sort of like abusive relationship was a great oh, great way to port so over that that story so yeah good for them uh you know don't know if you necessarily want to be alone in a room with Lizzie Moss she might get you involved in some some uh, uh, religious stuff that you don't want to be a part of but good for her good for everybody involved so I'm gonna name three movies that came out in the year. 2020, okay. I don't go know ahead. if, I don't think any of them were released in the theatrical way. So the first one we did talk about on this one, Palm Springs. You know, I just don't, I, I, I see no reason for this not to win Best Picture this year. <laughs> right. It was the most enjoyable movie made in, in the year 2020.
1: Okay. That um, was it. I'll, I'll, I'll
0: talk more about my other ones. Why don't you go next?
1: All right. My next one is Gone Girl. The David Fincher movie, clearly not from 2020, I, but I rewatched it in 2020. <laughs> I rewatched it last week. This movie is truly perfect. I just <laughs> love it. And talk about a two and a half hour movie.
0: But yeah, so that movie came out and I liked it when it came out and I had not really thought about it. And probably about a, three or four weeks ago, I actually just rewatched the whole thing. And because it's a bit of a like, it's a bit of a secret like movie nerd thing to be like a stand for this movie.
1: <laughs> and yeah, you're right.
0: This movie's two and a half hours it's, long. There is not a slow minute of it, and it is no. fantastic. Everyone is throwing fastballs. I forgot Carrie it's, Coon plays the sister. Uh, Tyler Perry's in it. it oh, he's it's, great. It's, this movie's got everything. It's it's really and it's just strong. so funny. It's so
1: funny. Like that's not maybe when you remember Gone Girl, because we all saw it when it came out in theaters. It's like, oh, it's twisted. It's dark. And there's such bad people. It's like, yeah, but it's also hilarious. David Fincher is such a good director. It is
0: the best use of Ben Affleck as a star. And I forgot (laughs) how much of the movie hinges on the in the first hour when you don't know when you're like, man, maybe he fucking did do it.
1: Yeah. The whole
0: movie just hinges on the fact that this guy's a dumb fucking idiot. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. And he's so good at it. And everything he does, every single move he does, he's go, you go, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And it's like completely... It's just, oh, it's, he's an
0: idiot. It's simultaneously completely defensible what he does. Yeah. And then you're like,
1: oh, but what a fucking idiot. Of course they think you're the killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Um, all right. what is your next one?
0: This movie came out, I believe... Before the virus started, so it was a TV movie at the time. Little did we know, mm. all movies are TV movies now. <laughs> Hugh Jackman, Allison Janney, Bad Education. I loved I, this movie.
1: I liked this movie a lot too. I thought this was a bit, like much better than it needed to be.
0: Yeah, like, and if this movie came out in December in theaters, we'd be like, man, let's keep all these people fucking Oscars and stuff, like. This is a yeah, really kind of, sweet but heartbreaking and well told story.
1: I'm yeah, I I'm glad you brought it up because I watched it and I enjoyed it thoroughly and I kind of forgot about it. But it is it was and very if, good.
0: And if you the listener you know missed out on it, I believe it's probably on HBO Max. It's it's like a, just a really solid, funny, but you know dramatic movie. It's it's really good.
1: Um, my last one is a movie from the olden times. Uh, no, the 1960s. Definitely not from <laughs> Definitely not the nineteen twenties. Uh I finally watched Casa Fucking Blanca. It's pretty good. And I thought it was great. Pretty good. <laughs> I it was great. Good very great performances. Uh very enjoyable. I love um people sticking it to the Nazis. So oh, yeah, it was great. Good stick job. it up
0: your asshole, Nazis. <laughs> yeah. So I saw I in I, I took a film class and I watched like all of these classic movies. In one 10 week period, which was great, but also like, I think it unfortunately pitted them up against each other in terms of like, when you're watching Casablanca and Citizen Kane and a few of these other movies, literally within weeks of each other, you have no point, you have no other option but to mentally compare them and rank them. Right. And so I saw Citizen Kane and Casablanca days apart. And I was like, yeah, I'm more of a I'm more of a Manx stan, I'm more of a Citizen Kane guy. <laughs> so I so yeah. I definitely was like, eh, it's Casablanca is not as much for me. But that might have just been because I watched Citizen Kane three days later or whatever. Totally. Uh, so I maybe I should revisit Casablanca. But I, I definitely remember enjoying remember enjoying it. And it's it's so weird. We 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 talked about Kane a couple weeks ago when Mank came out, like these movies are really fucking good. And when you watch yeah. them there are things that happen in them that were, that are like powerful and you're like, oh gosh, this is like informing. You see how when Citizen Kane or sorry, when Casablanca is like the way it employs flashbacks and you're like, no movie had ever fucking done this. And now you see how this informs the next 70, 80 years of how movies work and how story, visual storytelling, it's it's, it's it's and it does it just as well as any movie that came out this year. It's a it's a strong ass movie.
1: Exactly. That's my barometer. Is it? It's like if I'm watching it in 2020 and it's still compelling, I'm like, yeah, yeah it is very good. And I just know that when I sit down to watch in 20, 20 2050, when I sit down to watch Gone Girl with my children and grandchildren, oh yeah, <laughs> my grandchildren, um, I I I know it's gonna hold up.
0: They're gonna be like, uh, "What's your last? Who's that actor?" Guys, let me tell you, it was New Year's Eve, 2020, and Ben Affleck was spotted by paparazzi getting Dunkin' Donuts on fucking Postmates, and I po- and I, I podcasted about it with my deceased friend Brett.
1: It was so much Postmates he couldn't carry it all. Yeah. Um, what's your last one?
0: This is more than a movie; it is a theatrical experience.
1: Oh my! It is.
0: On HBO Max, and it is David Byrne's American Utopia, directed by Spike Lee. It's really good. I watched this multiple times. It is a like concert movie of a fucking Broadway show, but it is really, really good.
1: So, I hate to...
0: You hate.
1: Possibly
0: you hate end the this podcast heads. on a sour note. I
1: I just I tried watching it because I love David Byrne, I love the theater, oh. and I love Spike Lee. So I thought this is a sl- this is slammed slam dunk for me, and I couldn't. I was like, I do not like these songs.
0: Oh, you're not a talking head. I don't person. like these.
1: I love the Talking Heads. Okay. I love David Byrne. I love his voice. I love his whole his whole thing, but they were not. They were like new songs.
0: Yeah, it's a mix of new songs and and the bangers. Um, I, I, I just, just th- I just wanted
1: the hits. I'm sorry.
0: I just thought it was so interesting. I th- I thought the staging was great. The the, the lighting design, the choreography, even though it was a very simple theaters, choreography, I, I thought it was like really effective. I... I I I truly watched this multiple times and I listened to the soundtrack on Spotify a lot this summer and it just like took over my life for three weeks.
1: I, I'm i sorry I didn't like it because I wish I wanted to, but no. Um, we, so we have a couple little, I, I want to give a quick shout out to a couple people who wrote in and said what their yes. best and worst of 2020 was. Yes. So, Halverson 21S said the best was four seasons total landscaping and the biggest flop was Rudy Giuliani. Can't that's, you know it's hard to argue. That's a pretty big flop.
0: And that's amazing too that you have the best thing about 2020 and the biggest flop of 2020 in literally the same event.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's there's possibly some crossover um and then NYYR MDT <laughs> Wanted to know, did we watch the Cowboy BB Five Catfish episode? No, no, but I do love catfish. <laughs> I, I love. He catfish. seems like
0: a guy who would be catfished.
1: <laughs> yeah, or he's catfishing. I don't know. <laughs> it could be to, either. Really, not to like
0: dunk on him, but he seems like a guy who would get catfished.
1: But thank you for the um, hot tip, because as you've heard from this episode, we're always looking for new things to watch. And then Echo Polivka says that the best thing about 2020 was Tiger King and Love is Blind. And the worst (laughs) was none other than the reason this podcast exists, Big Brother. Oh, yeah. Can't disagree. Remember Tiger King? I do. I actually, (laughs) I do remember Tiger King. And I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's so early quarantine. Tiger King was also a very good show. Just purely entertainment wise, it was very fun.
0: Yeah, I call that season 1 of the quarantine. And exactly. Yeah, that was Yeah, that was that was that took over everything for a month. Was yeah. like like you go to a supermarket and they'd be like tiger cookies. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, it was just Carol Baskin did it, you know, Baskin's that had discourse. A year. She's had a year. She did have Dancing with the Stars, right?
0: Dancing with the Stars. What was the song? Was it like WAP or one of these other songs mentions Carol Baskins?
1: <laughs> I think so. Yeah, she really shot up. Um, good but, for her. But
0: now is she in trouble again? Didn't like a tiger die or like a human get really hurt on one of her ranches and she's in trouble again?
1: Yeah, I think that happens all the time. I think it's like... I think
0: that, if
1: there's one thing I learned from that show, I was like, we should not be doing this. This should not be in America. Like, let them go room free wherever the hell they're from.
0: Yeah, I, you're right. That that's the point of the show. Is like maybe you probably shouldn't <laughs> own uh, tigers.
1: I didn't realize people could. I, I can't see how that's not against the law.
0: I mean, isn't that like the opening cr- like text crawl of the show? Is like, <laughs> uh, it's completely legal to own tigers, and there are more tigers <laughs> in cages in America than there are free the rest of the world.
1: Yeah, I, This is what I, happens yeah, yeah.
0: when tigers start being start being fake Stop and start being, being nice real. And
1: start getting real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I know we're going long. There was just so much to discuss, but I did want to do a little. I wanted to end the year with a little fuck, Mary, oh, kill. Oh yes,
0: I completely forgot. So I'm going to give
1: you a choice, okay. Brett. Do you want to do fuck, Mary, kill, bad things of 2020, good things of 2020, or Tiger King?
0: <laughs> okay, not Tiger King. Let's do bad things.
1: Okay, you can fuck, marry, or kill. The celebrity singing imagine video. Okay. The lady who was in love with Martin Kelly. Yeah. And having to learn anything about Hilaria Baldwin. Um,
0: okay, so the imagine video, the the Martin Shkreli woman.
1: Mm-hmm. Or, and Martin Shkreli just like being brought back into our collective. And
0: the last uh, one, what, what was the last one?
1: The Imagine video, the celebrities. No, yeah, I got that one. Wonder Woman 1984. I got that one. Gal Gadot. Yeah.
0: No, what was the other one? There was, oh, Hilaria so Baldwin. It's
1: Imagine, Hilaria, Shkreli.
0: I think I'll kill Shkreli.
1: Please do. <laughs> um, Please. Can we be free finally? I that's the last name I wanted to read about in twenty twenty. I think I'll
0: I think I'll have one night of of romance with Hilaria Baldwin. Oh wow. You know I you know, I don't wanna be I don't wanna be like tied to the tied mm. to the the Baldwins forever for the rest of my life. But sure. like it seems it sure. seems and fun yes. for one night, you know? Yeah, and then but- I'll marry, I'll marry as cringe worthy as it is. And I actually rewatched <laughs> that video because there's a thing, there's a thing that happens towards the end of the, of Wonder Woman 84, where I'm like, no wonder where they got the idea for the fucking Imagine video. <laughs> the Imagine video literally happens in the end of this movie. Um, you know, I just, I'm just, I'm going to pick and choose my, make my own rules here. I just feel like it would be nice thing to be married to Natalie Portman. She's, oh, you know, yeah. she's got a degree from Harvard. She's, she's beautiful. She's, she's the black swan. Mm-hmm. She's the white swan, you know?
1: Yeah. Whatever. She, she rules. I'm just uh, going to pick okay, her fine. out Okay, That's fair. <laughs> well, that's it guys. Thank you so much for writing us in. Thank you for listening this whole year. What a Topsy-turvy year it's been.
0: So Danielle, we're not going to do our best and worst long reads of of twenty twenty.
1: <laughs> not this time. <laughs> oh, next year. <laughs> next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can always tweet at us at HeyJulieBB. Uh, very exciting stuff. Can- Big Brother Canada is starting up soon in can Canada. You
0: confirm or deny if you've been in uh, been in the callbacks.
1: I can confirm I have not been uh, involved in any way in Big Brother Canada, aside from being a very excited audience participant. Um, and that's that's what we're looking forward to. Well,
0: maybe we'll talk about that. We'll figure out a way for me, an American citizen, to watch it. Maybe I'll be a, be a casual, maybe I won't do live feeds. Do they do live feeds Ray. for BB Can? I don't know. They do,
1: I'm pretty sure they do. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll also obviously still have lots of pop culture stuff to talk about. Um, because somehow they're finding a way to keep filming shit. Tom Cruise is on it. Oh, (laughs) he's on it. And
0: if you're not on it, he'll tell you. He'll let you know.
1: Yeah. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye, Julie.
0: Bye, Julie.